ga- worship gatherings. Um, but I still will. Yeah. And uh, we'll look uh, at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting with verse 26 and um, through the end of the chapter. And uh, before um, we... Uh, just one thing I want to, to mention. Um, I'm not going to address the part of the passage that uh, uh, speaks towards uh, women... Um, in speaking in the worship service um, and because I dealt with that back in the end of June which I'm sure you all vividly remember and uh, 1 Corinthians 11 but it was June 26th if you want to get on the internet or um, uh, uh, listen to that but it's looking at 1 Corinthians um, 11 uh, addressing the question is why do women preach I'm here and addressing this, the, those two texts um, in this letter to the Corinth that, that seem to contradict one another because on the one hand, Paul is telling men and women how they need to speak in public and what their dress is supposed to be. And then in this one, as you see, it sounds like he's saying that women shouldn't speak at all. So it almost seems to be a contradiction, contradiction in his letter to Corinth. Um, but what we understand is that this particular instance we'll read today is Paul addressing a specific issue in Corinth and in verse or in chapter 11 is when he's addressing the larger um, issue in general. So um, you'll also see this is a little uh, side point. Um, I'm going to read this um, a little differently than maybe it's outlined uh, before you because in the original text, in the, in the Greek, it's just Greek letters all next to each other. No capitals or small letters and no punctuation marks. So if you go to the uh, original manuscripts, you have to figure out, well, when does a word start? When does it end? Um, when does the sentence end and start? And so there's opportunities and times for different um, uh, 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 Examples of that, and I think in this one it's significant, but you'll probably see that if you read along um, with me how I make that distinction. So, um, that's being done addressing then why do we have worship gatherings? Why do we gather together? Why does God have us gather together to worship Him? And I think two things from this passage, two principles will flow from this. One is to experience God together, and two is to demonstrate the very character of God together. To experience and to demonstrate the character of God together. Again, first, uh, it's First Corinthians fourteen, starting with verse twenty-six. Uh, let's pray together. To gracious God, thank you for your written word. And we ask that your living spirit within us will will speak to us, uh, will uh, open the eyes of our heart, um, will open our our ears to hear from you and to uh, experience you, what you would say to us um, corporately and individually, um, how your word applies for us today. We surrender ourselves to you and look forward to how you will encourage, teach, uh, console, and build us up. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, page 935 in your pew Bible. Hear the word of the Lord. What should be done then, my friends? 
When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be only two or at most three, and each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let them be silent in church and speak to themselves and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to someone else sitting nearby, let the first person be silent. For you can all prophecy one by one so that all may learn and all be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is a God not of disorder, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Women should be silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be subordinate, as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to know, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or did the word of God originate with you? Or are you the only ones it has reached? Anyone who claims to be a prophet or to have spiritual powers must acknowledge that I am writing to you. What I am writing to you is a command of the Lord. Anyone who does not recognize this is not to be recognized. So, my friends, be eager to prophecy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues. But all things should be done decently and in order. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Two principles then from this letter from Paul to the church at Corinth. That we have worship gatherings in order to experience and demonstrate the nature of God. Now, the first point about experiencing the the nature of God, that comes in our relationships with one another even. This is a little bit of a review from last uh, week. But as you look at verse 26, what Paul says, when when you come together, he's talked a little bit last week and he says, okay, what should be done then, my friends? All right, so what does this look like? If this is true, what we talked about last week, then... What does it look like? Well, this is what it looks like. When you come together, each one of you has a gift from the Father to share with the community that's gathering in order to build one another up. Each one of you. Each one is is necessary and gifted in some ways by God as we gather together in order to build up the community of faith. Like we said last week, that goes against the grain of what we're used to. I'm afraid it goes against the grain of what we're used to in our church habits. But it goes against the grain because in any other gathering... Um, If we go to a play, we go to an athletic event, we go to a movie, we go to a concert, we pay our money and then we passively sit. And then you just give to me. 
But that's not what Paul says then is the application of when the church in Corinth gathers. That they're to gather in order to give. Each one giving. And with the purpose, clearly, of building up the body, of encouraging one another, of of teaching one another. Verse 31. For you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all be encouraged. Now as I I look at this um, passage, I I think as we gather in this setting, we've got a few things to learn. I'll talk about that a little later. But I think if we consider also the, the three hours that we are together on Sunday morning. The, the 9 o'clock heritage service, then the foundational hour in between, and then kaleidoscope hour of worship now. That as we look at all of those together, recognizing that all of that is this, us gathering together, and that there are many different gifts and ways that, that we, from welcoming one another, from greeting one another, teaching in different gatherings and settings, from being sure the air conditioner works, That can be a real gift, especially this last summer. That otherwise, if it's not, can distract us from the purpose at hand. But all of that, we each bring those some kind of gift and ability that God has us give for this ultimate purpose of building us up. And I'm really excited when I look ahead to the fall... And uh, we're, uh, starting in October, we're going to join. We've done this a couple years uh, past, too, where we join with 40 or 50 other churches who are doing a a sermon series and small group series together. And we're going to start that in October. And we are, are going to have in the middle hour during that series wonderful opportunities for small groups to gather. And to discuss, to share with one another, for each one, then in a small group setting to to share what God is is teaching and leading or the the questions that are bubbling up or the experiences that you've had of God and being able to share that with one another so in a very real, practical way to build one another up. So I just put that as a little bug in your ear of what we'll be doing in October, just a month and a half away or so. And that you be praying now, what, what gift, what way is God leading you to participate in, in that? Is it with, with the children? Is it as a facilitator of a group? Or is it as one who participates in one of the groups? In which of those three ways, and there's no none of the above, as an option? Which is the way that God, as part of the community of faith, that God is calling you to participate in that opportunity in the fall to to fulfill what Paul has called us to where each one comes bringing what God is doing in their life a gift that he's given them and sharing it with one another to build up the body so we gather together in order to experience God together to build one another up in Christ Secondly, we gather together to demonstrate the nature of God together. In this particular instance, it's to demonstrate God's peace. 
As, as we've been talking about, the, the church in, in Corinth had, had uh, lost its way a little bit. They'd gotten a little too excited. They, they had made the worship gathering more about developing a sense of, of ecstasy and even leading to chaos, which is the way that the pagans gathered as well in worship. And Paul's saying, that's not the way we do it because that's not the way of God. God is the, the way of peace, not the way of chaos. So in verse 33, 32 and 33, And the spirits of prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is a God not of disorder, but of peace. And in verse 40, And all things should be done decently and in order. God gives each one gifts experiences, abilities that then are brought together when we gather together in order to experience God and to demonstrate His very nature in our gathering. And in order to do that, then God says, so you, we need, Paul says, so we need to have a little system of order. A system that, that guides how we gather together so it's not chaos. You know, line up. You know, let's, if you've got two or three people who want to speak, great. Line them up, but don't let them be talking at the same time. It's really quite practical. But it's practical not so that just so that everyone can hear, but because it demonstrates God's character of being in order and one of peace. And so... I'm not, I don't think we do a great job in the, the worship gathering of gaining from you what God is laying on your heart to share in the worship gathering. I think the church here and most places looks more like how the world gathers for a performance than as a community to share with one another. So as I considered this and said, all right, but it's okay. It would be sort of crazy to try to do that with you know, 150, 200 people. So what is a way then that we can gather, that we could elicit and receive the different experiences, the, the different thoughts, the, the, the wonders, the, the questions, the, the burdens that, that we hold? How can we receive that in order to share that with the group as whole? Um, well, I asked the deacons if they would distribute to you simply a little card. What has God given you to bring to worship Him? What has God given to you to bring to the corporate body to help enable us to worship God together? Now, again, I want you to track with me. I mean, this is... A new thought, and you're going to be like, now, what exactly do I do with this um, card? Well, hang with me, and hopefully you'll, you'll get it. And since this is unusual and not really the way that we do it, it might take some new synapses to form, you know, because it's just not how we usually do it. But what I want you to do is simply to listen pray, to, to reflect and ask God, all right, what, what would you have me bring? What would you have me bring to the, to the body? 
to enhance our worship together. For some of you, it may be a song to sing, which we, we, we have had and will have this morning. It may be a song to sing, but you're more like Moses, and you're like, yeah, this is a song I think we, we need to sing together, but somebody else needs to sing it. We'll call him Aaron. It may be a message. Maybe that, that there is a message that you feel like God has, has given to you and that you want to speak. Or again, maybe you have a message, an idea, a thought, a, a concern that somebody else can speak. It may simply be a question. Maybe the, the Lord has laid on you a question that, that follows along the questions we've been doing. You know, why do we do that? Maybe a, a, a theological concept or a a, a particular passage that, that God has laid upon you for the good of the community. That, that we just need to address that. It, it may be a liturgical, some liturgical element, some worship element, a prayer to, to share, a, a reading, a, a dance, a drama, a video clip. Maybe of just a burden. Something that you're, you're burdened for that you want to bring before the, the community for, for prayer together. Now, I believe that God will, enough people will understand this request, and that God will lay upon enough people's hearts to then write down that, that concern or write down that gift, write down that, that offering. You'll write it down and, and give it to the deacons on the way out or give it to me or email me. You have a pen, write down my email address, dsmith at chpc.org. So that in two weeks, the service that we put together will completely come from what you feel the Lord has laid upon your heart. Now, the other, the task will then be for me and the others who plan and lead the worship service will be to, to follow what verse 29 says, and that's to, to weigh, to discern, to, to, to join with you in discerning. But maybe you're like, you know, here's something that's on my mind and thought. I'm not sure if it's of the Lord or, or not, or if it's just of me, but turn it in. And then we join with you in that discernment process of making things decent and in order, of planning that service. But in two weeks, that's what the service will, uh, will be built from. What you've sensed the Lord has laid on your heart to, to share or to give or to present or to have presented or shared or done or shown before the gathered community. Now, be sure, if it's something you want to do or say, be sure to write your name on there. Um, that, would, that would help. So as we go through the rest of the service evening, as we gather at the table of the Lord, to, to join with Him at the, the, the table, to be, be listening during this time. We have a lot of time of reflection here. Discern, what is it that God may be laying on your heart to share with us and to write it down? on this card as we seek to 
follow best we can Paul's guidelines for the church in Corinth that are real and true for us today. For the scripture is clear. Each one of us come and bring a gift from the Father that is to be shared in some way for the building up of the gathered community of Jesus' followers. We help one another to both experience the very character and nature of God and to demonstrate that. It's not just in the way of peace, but the way of joy, the way of love. Being in relationship, I mean, God is eternal relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we engage in this relationship with one another before Him, we are demonstrating the very peace, love, joy, and relational intimacy of our Creator. Amen. Now, as we come before the Lord in our healing stations and communions, another way in which people serve, in which God has given them a responsibility, a calling to pray with us and to serve the communion together. And what we will have, we'll have communion stations, um, three of them in front of each major section, and there'll be bread and the cup. And it's the process of intinctions, what it's called, where you take the bread and then dip it in the cup to, to join with the community of saints uh, around the world and throughout the ages of uh, joining in this communion, Supper of the Lord. And you'll also find in settings um, around the front of the sanctuary, prayer stations. Uh, whatever, uh, people who gifted and called in, in praying for you and with you, whatever the need might be, whatever the concern might be, if it's for you or if it's for another, now's the, the chance to meet with them, to, those elders to be anointed with oil, and to lift those concerns before um, Almighty God. Let's pray together. Dear gracious God, we give you thanks for this time to gather around your table. We ask that you would use these elements, bread and this cup, you would use it to nourish us. As, as the bread and the juice would nourish us physically, we, we pray your spiritual presence nourishes our very soul nourishes our faith beyond our understanding. Be at work as we gather together around your table together, continuing to knit us together in you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. It was on the night that our Lord was betrayed. 